0: Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Tuesday, April 14th, 2020. I'm Sarah Lane. Axios reports that Google has made significant progress towards developing its own processor, codenamed Whitechapel, to power future Pixel smartphones as soon as 2021, and eventually Chromebooks, too. Currently, Pixel phones use Qualcomm processors. A source tells Axios that Google's new chip has an 8 core ARM processor, hardware optimized for machine learning, and was designed in cooperation with Samsung using 5 nanometer technology. Samsung also manufactures iPhone chips and its own XNeos processors. OnePlus unveiled its new OnePlus 8 and OnePlus 8 Pro phones. The Pro has a new QHD Plus 120Hz display, a new generation 1.17-inch Sony camera sensor, and wireless charging. Both models sport Qualcomm's 5G-capable Snapdragon 865 chipset, which supports both LPDDR4X DRAM for the OnePlus 8 and LPDDR5 DRAM for the 8 Pro. Both phones come with either 8 or 12 gigabytes of RAM depending on a 128 or 256 gigabyte main storage option and are available for pre-order now in Europe with sales starting April 21st and April 29th in the U.S. The OnePlus 8 starts at $699 and the OnePlus 8 Pro starts at $899. According to Bloomberg calculations based on monthly data from the China Academy of Information and Communications Technology, which is a Chinese government think tank, Apple's iPhone shipments in the country were up 19 percent from a year earlier to 2.5 million units in March. However, the Academy says that the overall smartphone market shrunk in the same period by roughly 22 percent to 21 million shipments. By comparison, February saw iPhone shipments drop more than 60 percent year-on-year as shutdown factories coincided with the Lunar New Year holiday break. Apple has a rumored iPhone redesign slated for release this fall that Bloomberg reports may still experience production delays. Cybersecurity intelligence firm Cybel told Bleeping Computer that since April 1st, more than 500,000 credential-stuffed Zoom accounts are being sold on the dark web. Credential stuffing works when an attacker attempts to log into an account using credentials leaked in older data breaches, then sells or gives away any useful data. Users can check to see if their email address has been leaked using Have I Been Pwned and Cybels own Am I Breached data breach notification service. Meanwhile, Zoom announced it will let paying customers pick which data centers their calls are routed through starting on April 18th after the University of Toronto's Citizen Lab found that Zoom generated encryption keys for some calls from servers in China, even if none of the people on the call were physically located in China. Zoom's free tier users can't change their default data center region, but the company says data won't be routed through China if all participants are outside the country. Quibi CEO Meg Whitman announced that the short-form streaming service app had 1.7 million downloads in its first week. Whitman also said that the service sold out its advertising slate for the first year and that the company is accelerating plans to let users cast content to larger screens. Some Instagram users reported that Instagram added ability for them to view live streams on the web with support for two-person streams and with comments in a separate pane from the video. Publishing live streams is still mobile only. Instagram also updated its IGTV app with featured creators shown at the top, a Discover tab to service new content and relevant content, and a hands-free recording mode. The Entertainment Software Rating Board, or ESRB, announced a new label as part of its rating system for games that offer in-game purchases of loot boxes or other randomized rewards. The ESRB says the snappily named label In-Game Purchases Includes Random Items will be applied to loot boxes, gacha games, item or card packs, prize wheels, treasure chests, and more. Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony, and many game publishers themselves have all committed to disclosing the odds of receiving items from loot boxes in 2020, as a target for that policy to take effect. The Nintendo Switch got System Software Update 10.0.0 Monday, which lets console owners remap controller buttons on the Joy-Con controllers and the Nintendo Switch Pro controller, and transfer data between system memory and SD cards. Animal Crossing New Horizons also gets some new user icons. Tom Nook, Timmy and Tommy Nook, Isabel, Wilbur, CJ, and Flick. Motorola announced it will hold a flagship launch event on April 22nd at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. A teaser video posted on Twitter shows the device with a sharply curved screen edge. The lead of Google's Chrome OS team, Dominique Ng, confirms that Google is starting to roll out progressive web apps as the default download for some apps in the Google Play Store on Chrome OS, including Twitter and YouTube TV. Web apps are websites that look and feel like apps and can still work when offline. They're generally faster, smaller, and use less battery. These web apps appear alongside Android apps in the app tray, display push notifications, and can be uninstalled through the Play Store. Finally, Facebook's internal R&D group launched a free app for Apple Watch called Kit, or Keep in Touch, designed to connect close friends. Kit uses a combination of QR codes and Facebook Messenger to send and receive a variety of messages with contacts, including voice recordings, emoji, location sharing, scribbles, and dictation, similar to using iMessage with an Apple Watch, but using Facebook Messenger rather than SMS or iMessage. For more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to dailytechnewsshow.com. You can find show notes and links to all our headlines there as well. Remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sarah Lane. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.